You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Gracious Father, I thank you so much for loving us, um, for delighting in us despite our shortcomings. God, um, you know everything about us. You have um, a perfect plan for our lives, for our children's lives. And um, God, I just pray that you bless this time, um, this class today. I pray that your words would go forth um, and not my own. Um, I pray that you continue leading our children's ministry by your Holy Spirit. And um, God, I just pray your blessing over the parents in this class today, Lord, the parents who are listening. I pray that you bless their families. Um, I pray that you continue to draw um, each of them closer to you. Um, and by doing so, also drawing their children closer and closer to you. So give us wisdom to do this, Lord. Give us a joy in this um, great gift to help our children grow to know you and love you more. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so like I said, this is a four-part series. This is part one, a totally basic overview of um, the covenants of the Bible and what we're teaching our 3K through 6th grade this year in the children's ministry. But you might think right off the bat, whoa, that sounds like really deep for a sweet little 3K, but you'll see how it all fleshes out in just a second. So the purpose of today's class is really just to give you an overview of what the upcoming school year will look like during that 1010 to 1050 Sunday school hour. I'll briefly talk about children's church too, so you can kind of see the difference. Um, but then part two will be on August 14th, and that's with Cameron. He'll be teaching um, just the covenants in general and the theology related to those. Um, part three will be on August 21st. Um, Cameron will do all the covenants of the Old Testament. And then part four will be August 21st with Will Fagan, and he'll be um, going over the new covenant. So why are we doing this series? We, first of all, we want parents or grandparents to know what children are learning when they're with us in the mornings while you're at the worship service and you are going to whatever adult ed Sunday school classes you're going to. Um, So we want parents to know so that when reflection questions come home via the email, and this year we're also going to post those on our um, social media, on Instagram, the Children's Ministry Instagram page, um, you'll, or if they come home with a craft or an activity, a lot of times, you know, how much can you really get out of a 4K child about what they learned? You'll kind of already know, oh, that makes sense. They're learning um, about the covenants. And so we want you to just to be prepared to know what your children are learning um, for your own sake, but also so you can engage with them um, more in a more meaningful way at home and kind of be a part of that reflection. Um, we also know that sometimes adults can benefit from the exact same thing children are learning. So what children will be learning this year can be complex. And Cameron and Will will be, the next three weeks, be going through the covenants on a much deeper level than our children will get. But um, it's really edifying and will be just a great class if you yourself are um, wanting a refresher on the covenants and um, want to just learn more about them or go deeper yourselves. And um, we also just want to be able to equip parents and children to understand the full story of the Bible via different frameworks or concepts. And so what I mean by that is what we have heard so often from adults is 
I did not really understand that the Bible was one big story of God's redemptive plan to save the world through Jesus until I was an adult. Even if you went to church as a child or didn't go to church, we heard, we heard time and time again that adults might say, I knew tons of stories. I could rattle off details and characters and where they were and maybe even where it was in the Bible, but not necessarily see how it fit in the full picture of the Bible or be able to just give a 30-second recap of what is the Bible. And so um, what we decided we wanted to do for the children at the Advent is year after year in the children's ministry, teach them the story of the full Bible, always starting with creation, ending with the new heavens and the new earth. But we're not just going to repeat the exact same activities and exact lessons and crafts and reflection questions. So we're focusing on one theme each year. So last year we did this, the story of the Bible, um, with a focus of God's kingdom. So if you take a look at that second handout, this was just a visual that we used, um, particularly in second grade and older. We would pull this out as one component of the lesson. So we would teach the lesson and then um, whether, you know, the younger kids are normally reading their Bible stories from the Jesus Storybook Bible by Sally Lloyd-Jones. And then we have this transitional period where kindergarten and first, they're often reading it from the Gospel Story Bible by Marty Machowski. And then second grade and up, they're using the Adventure Bible. And so we're reading the content from the Bible that's appropriate for the, the child. We're doing an activity related to it. We're answering reflection questions. But then there's a component of that. Okay, how does this particular small um, story, this one instance in the biblical history, how does it fit into the full story of the Bible? And so visuals are so helpful for children, not only to place chronologically where did that story happen, but um, as you can see with our theme last year, each story fit into a particular kingdom. And we would talk about, okay, God's kingdom are his people. It's his place. What was his blessing? What was his rule? Um, and again, pretty basic. We, we would not really do this with our younger children. So we would, you know, for them say, this story fits into God's kingdom. His kingdom right now is a family. In the next story, um, we would say his kingdom right now is a whole tribe. But we use this visual a lot and the older kids used this. Um, and it's good for them to see, oh, every story really does build and it's growing towards the next story all in the big picture of the Bible. So that was last year. So then what's really fun um, is we get together as a staff, the children, youth and family staff and other members on staff and a, couple, a, a year or two ago, we brainstormed different themes. What could we do in future years? And covenants came up. And so um, that's what we went with this year. And so this year, we are learning the story of the Bible, but focusing on God's covenants through the Bible. And um, I love this visual right here. So I am not a former classroom teacher. Yes, I am not a graphic designer. Okay, love making all the creative things. And I thought there, there were some things online that we could use and we just weren't getting to um, a perfect visual that young children could gravitate towards, that older children could use. And so um, we just reached out to a graphic designer that works for Rooted Ministry and had a little meeting with her. It was so fun. We like this. We don't like this. And she created this for us. Um, so we'll use this each week. 
with the children. And what's neat about this is there, if we're teaching children the story of the Bible, there are going to be foundational stories that they need to know that aren't directly related to one of God's covenants. But what we can say is, okay, well, today our story was crossing the Red Sea, for example, and they can kind of fit where stories fall. That was under um, the covenant with Noah, um, or if stories are between the covenant with David and the covenant with Abraham, being able to see how much biblical history really is happening between these covenants. But um, this visual is going to be great. It's going to show children that the covenants are building, building, building until we get to the new covenant in Jesus, um, which fulfills them all. So we'll be using this a lot. And we wanted to send you home with one of these today um, just because your kids will see it. If you ever post this on the refrigerator, they hopefully will say, oh, my goodness, I saw that in Sunday school. Um, but as we move forward each week, this school year, when I send out a weekly email or post something, the reflection questions on the um, Instagram site, you'll just kind of have a better um, background about what your kiddos are learning. So with that being said, we're going to just do a brief overview of the covenants. Um, but before we do that, I wanted, I mentioned earlier, I would mention children's church. So everything that we're talking about today happens during the 1010 to 1050 Sunday school hour. Um, what your kiddos are doing if they dismiss during the service with us during children's church, or if they will be in 3K or 4K next year, um, we call that children's church. And so we send the message to them that they are learning the same thing that you all are learning in the worship service and doing the same things. So we say, okay, your parents or grandparents or whoever's with you, they're singing worship music and praising the Lord through music. We're doing that too in children's church. They're learning a passage of scripture and we actually take one of the lectionary passages and um, read it from a children's Bible. And so we tell them, um, you're learning the same thing like y'all, um, there was a Genesis passage on Abraham today. Um, they learned about Abraham and his faith and also did the Hebrews one that was related to that. But anyway, we're really trying to send the message that church is church. There's not just kids church where you do something totally different and then you're not old enough or big enough yet to learn what your parents are learning. So we tell them we're all learning the same thing. Um, we talk a lot about relationships and fellowship. We talk a lot about what's going on in Klingman. People are having coffee. They're getting to know each other. The Lord wants us to have fellowship with other believers. So our fellowship is just in the gym and we get to play <laughs> um, instead of go drink coffee with um, the adults. So anyway, that um, is what they have a lesson. We sing, we pray, we have fellowship. That's children's church. And then they're in the classroom for Sunday school. So just for you to know too and know that language, um, nine o'clock children's church and then 10, 10 Sunday school. So um, the covenants we are going to take the kiddos through this school year, um, we'll start off with the covenant of life. Now, if you are, if you know, um, have a deeper knowledge of the covenant, sometimes you'll hear um, the Edenic covenant. We're, we're really going to try to make the language as simple as we can with kiddos. Um, the covenant of grace, we'll get to that in a second from Genesis 3, but you'll hear um, the like Davidic covenant, Mosaic covenant. We're just going to call it the covenant with and then the person just so they can um, better remember it. And um, so we'll start with these. What I would love to do today is just for you to have the, the background of 
some scripture that highlights the covenants um, just for you to have some basic background um, to mark your own Bibles or just to know when we're learning it with the kids um, to focus on, especially with our older kids, they'll be digging directly into the scripture um, in the Bible. Our younger kids will be reading stories like I talked about from children's Bibles. But um, we'll start with the covenant of life. I'll read this first one and then we'll talk about... Um, what the covenant is. And so the kid-friendly definition that we are going to use um, for covenants with the kids is um, a promise or commitment made by God. And really a, a fancier way to say that it's a, a divine commitment from God, but we're going to say a promise or commitment made by God to a person or group of people that establishes and develops his relationship with them. So each week we'll talk about how do each of these do that? Um, what is the human aspect of it? What is his promise? Do the humans live up to their um commitment of it. We'll see that time and time they do not, but yet God always is faithful and fulfills his promise. Um, so the covenant of life found in Genesis 1, um, starting at verse 26, and we'll read through chapter 2, verse 3. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish, over the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on this face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has breath of life. I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the hosts of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Um, so in this, you know, God is speaking to them, telling him um, what he has done for them and promised him. So what is, um, what is he telling them that he has done for them? What has he given them? Everything they need to be successful and multiply. Exactly. So we're, we're seeing he's essentially promising, I'm giving you everything you need. And by multiplying, your descendants will fill the earth. So we'll see that again and again. He's saying, be fruitful and multiply. So we're seeing that they, their de descendants will fill the earth. Um, and um, I didn't go all the way. I actually didn't include the, the most important part. What does God later <laughs> tell them what they must not do? 
eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Do they actually obey him? No. So again, I mean, it sounds so simplistic to us, but our kids will be able to see from the very beginning that um, we we can't live up to what he is telling us not to do. And um, all throughout biblical history, that, you know, happens time and time again. We fail him and he doesn't um, fail us. God's family right now is just a... Who is this family? Who, who would his people be when he creates them? Yeah, it's really just a couple right now. And so as you'll see, as, as the covenants grow, we'll see that his family does start to grow from um, a married couple to a family, to a tribe, to a nation. Um, so they children can start to see it's so intentional and he's growing this um, his kingdom, his family, his people. Um, then we move on. Um, to Genesis 3, where we see um, his grace already, just after they have totally failed him so quickly, um, did not obey him, ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And um, Genesis 3, verses 14 and 15, um, he curses the serpent. The Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Um, And this is something what's so beautiful about um, children's Bibles, especially gospel-centered children's Bibles. There are so many children's Bibles out there that would just um, retell what just happened, but children need... Um, direct teaching about what is God really saying right there. And so Bibles like the Gospel Story Bible and the Jesus Storybook Bible put that gospel connection in there and saying God is promising that a seed of Eve is going to crush the serpent. Um, and our teachers are so wonderful. If When the older children are reading that, likely they are not going to read an, exp- an excerpt like that and totally understand that, oh, God's saying that a seed of Eve, one of her offspring one day, um, meaning Jesus, is going to crush the serpent. So we intentionally have reflection questions at the end where they can see, oh, my goodness, yes, it, it does mean that. Wow, what an amazing promise. Um, and so then we move on to the covenant with Noah. And um, would anybody like to read that? Totally fine if you don't. I'll be happy to continue reading. Okay, I'll be happy to. Oh, okay, let's do it. I'm going to pass you this. Okay, can you, okay. If you are listening on the audio, here we go. All right, uh, we're doing Genesis 9, verses 8 through 17. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with them, Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your offspring after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, and every beast of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark, uh, it is it is for every beast of the earth. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said... This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations. I have set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth, when the, when the bow, the bow, 
<laughs> the bow, the bow, the rainbow. The bow is seen in the clouds. I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on earth. God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is the only earth. Thank you so much. And I love this one for children to be able to see the language that was being used. I mean, God is saying, this is my covenant with you. This is what I promise you. Um, and so they're able to see it. This is where we start to see a sign. Many covenants are going to have a sign. Um, we'll get to the sign of the Abrahamic covenant in just a second and how we'll navigate that with, with children. But um, even this is something where our youngest children, our 3K kiddos, will be able to eventually, you know, look at the rainbow and say, oh, this reminds us of God's promise to who? Noah. So um, you can kind of see how the depth will change based on the age. But in the covenant with Noah, what did, um, what was the promise that God made um, in this covenant? Yeah, he's never again going to flood the whole earth. Um, and then we have a sign that he's directly said that the rainbow is the sign of this promise. And um, and then it, it goes on to talk about how Noah's descendants will fill the earth. And so now we see his relational um, establishment now not just being a married couple, but he it's going to be Noah and his extended family. So children can start to see that God's family is growing based on um, what he says, not, you know, that people are deciding that he is establishing every aspect of his relationship with people. Um, then we move on to the covenant with Abraham. Um Okay, would somebody like to read? We're actually not going to read all of them with Abraham. Um, Genesis 12, 1 through 3, Genesis 17, um, and Genesis 22. Um, we So those will be flipped. <laughs> I'm noticing now those will be flipped. This was our draft, so I'll get you an updated one. Um, but what we want children to understand is that then God um, made the promise to Abraham. Um, what does anybody know off the top of their head? What were some of the things that God promised Abraham? Land, Land children. Mm-hmm. And really like universal blessing time and time again, he's like, you will be blessed. You will be blessed. You will be blessed. Um, and God was very specific about the sign of the covenant. And the sign of the covenant was circumcision. circumcision. So we know that can get a little complicated with kiddos. and um, But with what we're going to talk about with our youngest children is this is kind of a symbol to remind us of, to remind us as kids and people. Um, the, the promise that God made to Abraham. We see land, we see stars, we can remember blessing. With the older children, like fifth and sixth graders, um, we're going to read the scripture. They read the Bible and we'll kind of prep parents when that comes up, um, that we're talking about circumcision and you'll kind of have a warning about it. But um, 
at the same time, too, fifth and sixth grade here at the Advent is when we do um, the Bible talks about that. So at that point, we're not trying to like stay away. We never talk about body parts and and what that what you know we we want children to say this is in the Bible. This was the sign and lead them to just study that and understand that without um, thinking it's icky or whatnot. But we understand that might be you might need some warning for when that's coming. Um, and so probably fourth, fifth, and sixth is when they would read that and probably be prone to ask a lot of questions about that, but we'll let y'all know um, when that is coming. So yes, promise after promise again. Um, he will give them land, father of a great nation, descendants, universal blessing, and um, the people will um, be circumcised as a sign of the covenant. And then his family is really an entire tribe right now. So it's... Um, and if you and if if you recall from the scripture, it's even their servants who were with them. They um, could be circumcised for um, that covenant as well. So his his family, his kingdom of people, is really growing um, into a tribe. So the family's growing. He is faithful to his promises. And then um, in Exodus, we have the covenant with Moses. So just imagine those are flip flopped. Um, and we have Exodus 3, verses 4 through 10, Exodus 6, verse 7, and Exodus 19, um, verses 5 and 6. Would anybody like to read those? Sure. Okay. Thanks, Patrick. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called out to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Do not come near. Take off your sandals, off your feet. For the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, and I know their suffering. And I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land of flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, and the Pezzarites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. And now, behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come, I will send to you the I will send you to the Pharaoh, that you may bring my people and the children of Israel out of Egypt. I will take you to be my, I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God, who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And now, therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. Thank you so much. And I realized I called you by your precious son's name, Patrick. Chris, thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, I love I, I love so much about this because, um, first of all, children are going to see how direct God is with saying over and over, you are going to be my people. Um, he could not be more clear. So his promised blessing, he's saying, I will be your God. You will be my people. If, so what's the human part of their end of this covenant? Obey. Obey. Okay. And so as children who are learning, we, you know, they hear Moses, 
you, they start thinking Ten Commandments. Yes, I know the Ten Commandments. I can, I can do this. And what we what we hope to teach them is that there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of um, this law of God that's in Exodus. But as you probably know, a lot of times children think children think, okay, a list of rules. Yes, today I'm going to wake up and I'm just going to I'm going to do all these rules. I'm going to do it well, and and I can do this. And um, our goal is teach them that right away are they going to be able to keep God's law and obey it fully and perfectly absolutely not and neither can we um, so already we're pointing to the new covenant our new our, our need for a savior our inability to with by our best efforts um, just being able to be good but what the law does give us and what we hope to teach children too the law is showing us how perfect and how holy God is I mean his design for life is so perfect um so we we need to understand we have no ability of his holiness but hopefully it also is a mirror into our own inability to be able to um to follow all of that and that will be encouraging when we're saying but but wait you know this is all part of god's plan um and a great way for 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 them to see then and for us to see that um we really can't so if you wake up trying to just even just the 10 <laughs> how long does that last and in fact a couple of weeks ago in sunday school um okay i said raise your hand if you've ever just you you felt convicted in your heart and you just said tomorrow's the day i'm just going to wake up i'm going to be kind and loving to my brother and sister and helpful to my mom and dad and say all the right things and they were all like i've done that like how long did it last like an hour and then, i mean they got the point they're like five minutes you know um so all of this is really um hopeful and encouraging but we see that god said obey the law um and so we'll be able to see humans don't end up live up to their end of the um, the covenant, but God definitely does. And um, now His relationship, His people are um, a nation. And then we move on to um, the covenant with David in Second Samuel chapter seven, verses eight and nineteen. I'll read this one, uh, eight through nineteen. Now, therefore. Thus you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, that you should be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them so that they may dwell in their own place, and may be disturbed no more." And violent men shall afflict them no more as formerly from the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel. And I will give you, um, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. I'm sorry, I lost my place. And I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you. You shall come um, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. When he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rod of men, with the stripes of the sons of men. But my steadfast love will not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you." 
and your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. In accordance with all these words and in accordance with this vision, Nathan spoke to David. So what is the promised blessing um, that God has shared in this covenant with David? Mm-hmm. That one of um, one of David's descendants is actually going to be king forever. And I don't know if anybody, um, your kids have ever come home with the craft we did. Just when we were reading the story from um, last year, but we were able to show them that we started with Abraham, and then one of Abraham's descendants was David, and then one of David's descendants was Jesus. And we were actually able to see... Um, how these things came to fruition, that um, Jesus was a descendant of David and he is um, king forever. And, um, and we see now that his family is growing into a kingdom. And so um, this is one too that with the, a lot of times even with just the scripture, it can be hard and a teacher can beautifully explain this to a child. But oftentimes, even sometimes with our older kids, even fourth, fifth, or sixth, we'll bring out the Jesus Storybook Bible or Gospel Story Bible because um, we are proponents of, even if they are proficient readers and can read the scripture, giving them those visuals and the pictures and the illustrations and that gospel connection is really helpful to them. But um, just an amazing covenant that God was sharing with David that um, even after you die, one of your descendants will be king um, forever and ever. Um, and then after the covenant with David, we move into the new covenant where we teach them that um, the covenant in Jesus, everything that um, fulfills the promises of all the former covenants um, and the scripture that we will focus on. There's a ton of scripture for this one. Um, personally, one of my favorites is the Jeremiah 31 um, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, which to me is so cool. He's already in the Old Testament. We're already looking forward to wait. Something new is going to come. There's going to be a new covenant um, that's coming. Um, not like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day when I took them from the took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother saying, know the Lord for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. Like done, class over. I mean, that is just amazing um, that that was given for us to see that, wow, Jesus really did um, fulfill that. And so um, Matthew 26, 16 through 29, um, they're at the Last Supper just before his crucifixion. It says, now as they were eating, Jesus took the bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them saying, drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. 
I will tell, I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it with you in my Father's kingdom. And so in Jesus with the new covenant, um, what's the promised blessing that people will receive? Yeah, forgiveness of sins. Um, and there is a human component to this. So what, um, how would, what would be the human, what would be our part um, to take part in that covenant? We we're just repent and believe. Mm-hmm. And such a, a great thing to share with children over and over um, we repent, we acknowledge our need for a Savior, our sinfulness, and we believe in Him. And then we're part of that um, blessing of the new covenant. And then His family or relationship is now one church, which is so funny because oftentimes kids will be like, the Advent? Like this church? So we do a lot of talk about this is a building where this is a church where we gather and worship. But um, God's church is every single believer. And so we're actually in a church with people all over the world um, that have chosen to repent and believe and um, be a part of this new covenant. So that is just an overview um, of the covenants that they'll be learning this year. Again, the goal is not to teach them the details of the covenant. The goal, our mission statement in the children's ministry is to create a safe and welcoming environment where all children experience the love of Christ and grow in his word and gospel. So our ultimate hope and prayer is that they, in the year with us, um, grow in God's word. We want them to understand the full Bible as one story that points to Jesus. And so this will be a component of each lesson, um, but certainly not we're testing you on all the details of the covenants. Uh, We're just showing them this is one framework to understand the full story of the Bible. Um, yeah, it'll be age appropriate all the way, you know, the activities that we do, the questions, the reflection questions, lots of hands-on games to act out things for younger children. Um, the older children get really deep in their reflections, a really beautiful thing to see and watch. Um, but, um, we're excited and we hope if you have children or grandchildren that anyone 3K through 6th will be learning the same story each week. Um, your reflection at home might be very different based on the ages of your kid. But how cool is it for little 4K brother to know that fourth grade sister learned the same story? So uh, we're really doing that to create cohesiveness at home and stronger family discipleship. So um, that's really it. Let me pray for us real quick, and then we'll do some questions or comments at the end. Lord God, just thank you so much for um, for your word, for um, your living word that helps us to know you more. Um, Lord, there's mystery in it, but also just um, the perfect knowability. Everything that we need to know about you um, is right there for us. And so I just pray that as we teach the story um, of your redemptive plan to um redeem and reconcile a fallen world this year, Lord, that um, you would just open the eyes and hearts of the children who are coming each Sunday to um, learn more about you and that you would equip our teachers, that you would um, equip each family to minister to these precious children, Lord. Um, But above all, that we have confidence in you alone, that they are yours and um, that by your spirit, you will draw each of them 
um, to you perfectly as you see fit and exactly when you see fit. So I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Any questions or comments? Uh, thank you for doing this. I think that the, um, the whole idea of having, I mean, just the, I feel like when I was, you know, young and studying the Bible, I viewed much more of like discrete Bible stories and they mm-hmm. had their own purpose and, you know, but I mean, showing the full narrative of the Bible and how each story connects to the ultimate purpose, you know, ultimately to Jesus, um, I think is a, I love the approach. So. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. We're, uh, the fact that we're not making this legalism, legalism type thing that we're saying it's the law, but these are the laws that you follow to have this relationship with him and not that you do this, you go to hell, you do this. Well, well technically, we're not big picture, maybe. But at the end of the day, it's not a constant fear to walk on the eggshells with God. Like, I, like a lot of, when you're, when you're raised a little bit Baptist, uh, yeah, yeah. We we want them to see even uh, we get what you're saying. Yeah, we want them to see, even as kids they can understand um, the tension between law and gospel. They're going to want to lean towards law. It seems like a checklist that they can kind of do, but um, you know, the the good news of the gospel is really what's going to change them to then and turn out of that will flow um, the way that they're wanting to live. And sanctification takes. It's every day, you know, so we don't want to send the message to our kids that um, starting tomorrow, that's when you're going to get good. Exactly. That's right. We talk about that with them. So very good. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, guys. We're always here if you have any questions or need any support. But I'm grateful for all of you. Love your kiddos. Yeah. All right. Have a nice day. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you'll join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.